0: Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, so that you may be able to withstand on that evil day, and having done everything, to stand firm. And now, Battle Ready with Father Dan Rehill. Good day, welcome to Battle Ready, let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, thank you, not only for your countless blessings, but for the challenges that draw us near to you. Thank you for the hard moments when you gave us the strength to wait out the storm. And Lord Jesus Christ, whatever storms come into our life, you are our rock and shelter. Thank you for your sustenance that fills us, your light that surrounds us, and your love that never fails, amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We also ask today for special protection over all of the pregnancy centers throughout the country as they're under attack. We ask that you would send mighty angels out from your legion, St. Michael, to protect these pregnancy centers and the people that work there and go there. Amen. All right, it's Monday. Hello, Mom. Hello, son. How are you? Good. You don't ever call me son. (laughs) (laughs) You are. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's just weird to hear it. Uh, I thought, let's begin with the Medjugorje message, which once again is uh, groundbreaking. Mm. So this was from June 25th, 2022. Dear children, I rejoice with you and thank you for every sacrifice and prayer which you have offered for my intentions. Little children, do not forget that you are important in my plan of salvation of mankind, Return to God and prayer that the Holy Spirit may work in you and through you. Little children, I am also I am with you also in these days when Satan is fighting for war and hatred. Division is strong and evil is at work in man as never before. Thank you for having responded to my call. What did you think of that?
1: Well, I think it says it all. I think in the beginning uh Every sacrifice and prayer that the faithful have made has brought about this uh, earth-shattering, groundbreaking decision. And then in the end, she's, she's telling us what we're up against, and we can see it so clearly uh, as never before. And yep. then there was another message, uh, which is always given on June 25th to Ivanka. It's our annual message, and this year it said, Little children pray 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 and I think that's so fitting also that that's what we have to keep doing
0: Hmm.
1: pray 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 Uh, yes I what do you think of the message
0: well I mean again she's speaking to the world not just America but America does lead the world the way we go so goes the world Um, but you know there is still a war happening in Europe Division is incredible. Division in America, I mean, mm-hmm. we're at a level of, like, the civil war between the yeah. states. The states are so divided. Uh, Maryland sent out a letter from um, a government letter to the employees of a, a specific county saying they're forbidden to do any work in the, the states that are pro-life. Uh, they will not be reimbursed for travel to those states. Oh, Wow. Well, you know what? We don't, we don't want you coming. No. Stay where
1: you are. Uh, I, I'm interested to see how this is going to play out. Uh, I think it's going to play out in a very big way. Uh, the country, the part of the country that's going to be pro-life and the part that's pro-choice. It's it's even going to make the division worse. It's
0: already happening. Yeah. But the thing that struck me the most is evil is at work in man as never before. Never before means never before. That goes back to the flood. Mm-hmm. You know she's saying it's worse now than before the flood so pre- unprecedented days unprecedented times um, if you're not praying your rosary every day I don't know what you're thinking you have to rethink that with this it's no longer an option it's now you have to be praying the rosary every day Our Lady's telling us it's her protection of light and it wards off the evil spirits when you pray her rosary so uh, if you're having difficulties you need to mm. Go back to praying that rosary every day. So I guess you want to talk about the Supreme Court.
1: I do. I do want to add my comments to that. I guess, excuse me, I guess everybody knows that Roe was overturned on June 24th, and Roe versus Wade became law on January 22nd, 1973. So 50 years. And Roe versus Wade held that women in the U.S., had a fundamental right to choose whether to have an abortion without excessive government restriction. So, a personal story here. I was pregnant with my fourth child at the end of 1973. And I went for my first doctor visit to determine if I was pregnant. Those were the days before you had home tests available. And the doctor confirmed that yes, I was indeed pregnant. And then, without any provocation, He asked me if I wanted to terminate the pregnancy. I'm telling you, I almost fell off the table. I was shocked. I had not asked about abortion or given any indication at all that I might want one. And, of course, I kept the baby. And my son Brian was born on August 15th, 1974, the Feast of Our Lady's Assumption. But it is still shocking to me today that a doctor, an obstetrician, a doctor that deals with pregnancy, childbirth, and the postpartum period, one who took the Hippocratic Oath, which promises that they will abstain from doing harm to their patients, that he would offer an abortion to me as though he were offering a lunch menu. An obstetrician has two patients, the pregnant woman and the infant in her womb. And it was at that moment that it became clear to me that we had entered a new era. Now, on TV since Friday... When Roe was overturned, many women have been interviewed, women who are very upset that abortions are restricted. And I just want to say that they don't speak for all women. In the circles that I travel in, women would never consider abortion because they understand there is a baby involved. People on the pro-abortion side never mention the baby whose life is at stake. It's about their, their rights, their choice, and their body. But it's really about the innocent child whose very life is at stake. We don't have the right to kill another human being, and in this case, one so innocent. One of the Ten Commandments is, thou shalt not kill. 65 million babies have died through abortion in the United States since 1973, when, when Roe was legalized. And that number is, to me, just staggering. I can't imagine that all the wars put together even come close to that. So the women I know welcome a new baby as a precious gift from God, despite any difficulties along the way. And reflecting on all this, to be a mother is to join God in the act of creation. What an honor that is that he gives to women. And to be a mother is to have the opportunity to form a child's values. It's one of the most important jobs in the world. So Friday was a day of victory for truth and for justice. And it took place on three feast days. It was the Sacred Heart of Jesus, which was a beautiful feast day for this to happen on. It it would have normally been the Feast of John the Baptist, which every year is on June 24th. But this year it was bumped to the 23rd because of the Feast of the Sacred Heart. But the Feast of John the Baptist Uh, He, as a pre-born child, leaped in his mother's womb in the presence of Jesus in Mary's womb. What a perfect day for this ruling to come down on his feast day. And it was also the anniversary of the first day of apparitions to the children in Medjugorje, the very first day. So, just taking it a little further. In the Gospel from last Friday, Jesus tells the story of the good shepherd who leaves the 99 sheep to search after the one lost sheep until he finds it. Now notice that he isn't angry at the lost sheep who made the mistake of wandering away. No, his only desire is to find the lost sheep and carry it back on his shoulders to the rest of the flock. And Jesus tells us that there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous people who have no need of repentance. So for those who have had an abortion... The way back is to approach God with true humility and a repentant heart. Confession and sorrow for our sins brings about God's mercy and forgiveness. And then from Isaiah, his first chapter, verse 18. Come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they are like crimson, they shall become like wool. And so, I cannot imagine life without Brian. He was God's choice. He was never my choice. It was always God who chose that. Now, he has given the family so much joy, and like a gift that keeps on giving, the three grandchildren he has given us are the light of our lives. So, it's, uh, I, I, my heart is very heavy for all the people who, for whatever reason, can't see the truth. And uh, it's very hard for me to understand where they're coming from any comments from you
0: yes of course well the problem is that when people are living in grave sin that there's a blockage to grace and they can't see truth it literally they can't see truth and when you see these people screaming it's not any more about choice because choice if you really believed in choice then you would honor the women who want to have babies Mm -hmm. it's no longer about choice it's about killing the baby And and they say it with some of the signs, abortion on demand with no apology. They're an angry group of people. So angry. And it's demonic. It is truly demonic. In fact, one of the clips they kept repeating over and over was this woman holding the green sign. I don't know why they chose green. Green generally means life. Green means new life. That's why spring is all green. But they chose green as the color for this abortion movement. So she's holding her son. she's dressed head to toe in black, and this Christian woman comes up to her holding a crucifix, and I guess she's trying to talk to her. And the woman, the abortion lady, pulls out a pendant from her neck and puts it on top of her shirt, and it's a pentagram. Uh-huh. Now, does this surprise anybody? It shouldn't. This abortion is the sacrament of the devil. And witches, true witches, go to abortion clinics, and they offer to pay for abortions— so they can offer the the baby to the devil as a sacrifice to advance the practice of their witchcraft this is real mm. so uh, and i'm not saying everybody who's had an abortion is a witch or works with a witch no there's a lot of people who've been duped and confused or bullied into it or forced into it or felt they had no options and were confused or maybe they believed it wasn't a kid who knows the the, the fact of the matter is god wants everybody to come to heaven and he wants everybody to be healed. So if you if you've had an abortion, and you're still feeling the the uh, effects of that, the misery, the grief, the anxiety, the stress, uh, seek help to get healed. You know, there's wonderful organizations. The Sisters of Life in New York do post-abortive retreats for women to get healed. Um, this Rachel's Vineyard, all these places you can go to, to find healing. God wants to redeem you. He wants to forgive your sins and welcome you back into his arms. So everybody can be forgiven. We we don't want people to think this is uh, a curse against you. No, we're just saying every person deserves life. I think it's so, it's so easy to understand if you put it that way. So we were talking, I was talking to a seminarian as we were driving out to have mass at uh, the retreat house with the dominican sisters yesterday and we were talking about how would they have to pass some kind of new law in order to outlaw abortion across the whole country and i thought well it seems to defeat the whole purpose of putting it back to the states however however there's already a law on the books in every state that says murder is a crime punishable uh, with at the least jail time, if not, uh, in some states it's a capital crime—murder, right? What is murder defined as? The killing of innocent people. So it already exists. We just have to start defining babies as people. That's the—that's the loophole that they're getting uh, away with this on. They don't believe a baby in the womb is a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, once we start defining the baby as a person, the law ex- already exists that you cannot murder a person. So it's, it's already there, it just has to be uh, taught that this is actually what's going on. And and how could anybody deny that the person in the womb one week from now when he comes out of the womb is suddenly now a person and it wasn't a week ago? That's ridiculous.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's ridiculous, so I don't understand. And you know, the way that it's being rationalized, you, you're watching the news stories. So the new mayor of New York City, everybody thought he was gonna be so great because he used to be a cop. Well, he came out and said that had he not had his child aborted when he was young, he would never have been able to become the mayor of New York. So in his mind, Uh, killing his child justifies his uh, mm. fame and fortune he is now having as the mayor of such a corrupt city. Isn't that interesting? Well, For him, it's worth it. I also found out
1: yesterday... Uh, we were out to uh, lunch with a bunch of our cousins, and uh, one of them was uh, became a nurse, and she said she was training to be a nurse in the late 60s <clears throat> in New York, and uh, they were already doing abortions in New York before it became the law of the land, uh, because, I guess they could, uh, but they had the laws on the books in New York in the late 60s, and she is a nurse, was trained in abortions and she had to participate in them and she was describing how awful it was. But we already had it here in the late 60s. Uh, Not too many people I've ever heard that from. Yeah. Uh, And another thing that I read was that uh, somebody went undercover again into Planned Parenthood and said that they were pregnant and they were not allowed to see the doctor who does the abortion until they had been drugged. And she insisted that she wanted to see him without taking that pill, and they would not let her. They said, no, absolutely not. No one sees him until they've had the, the this pill, which was Xanax. Oh. So they they want you in a state where your mind is not clear. So it's, it's very coercive, uh, if, if women only realized. At any rate, um, it is a victory, and uh, we'll see where we go from here.
0: Well, you know, what people don't, a lot of, I would say most people don't realize that there's not just physical implications with these kind of things. There's spiritual implications. Mm -hmm. So if you go back to the Old Testament, you know, uh, Moses relate to the people that God is telling them, I'm placing before you death and life, the blessing and the curse. Choose life. You couldn't get it any more simple than that. But when you choose death, you you call upon the curse that comes upon you. So this country has been under a curse for 50 years. The curse has been broken now, uh, but now the curses fall on the states that continue to choose death. Well, that's still a problem because we are a very linked economy. So if California and New York suddenly get hit hard because of this curse that's on them, uh, and take out the whole financial markets and the, the media markets and God knows what else, the whole country will suffer. It's not just going to be these states, you know? So, you know, by, by doing things that go against the one true God, you're calling down a chastisement on yourself. And because he's going to a chastisement given to people during their lifetime is actually mercy because it's a way to wake them up and have them come to their senses before they die. So I'm not saying we're absolutely going to have chastisements fall down from heaven tomorrow, but this is nowhere near over, because the devil is going to be so angry at this. And and then the other thing that makes me baffled is some of these people are saying, it is a contradiction to say you're pro- Uh, Second Amendment and pro-life. First of all, there is no mention of abortion in the Constitution. There is no right to abortion in the Constitution. There's a very clear right to own a gun in the Constitution. So what this court has done is they've upheld the right to have a gun and they've knocked down the right to an abortion because it's not in the Constitution. They're following the Constitution. Okay, but on top of that, how on earth Do you offend life if you don't have a weapon? Mm -hmm. The police officers carry weapons to defend the innocent. That's how you do it, because the criminals all have weapons. Like, wake up, you bobbleheads. You don't understand anything, it seems. How can you not understand this? Maybe because you have private armed guards that surround you. Maybe because you have gated security around your homes. Maybe because you have escorts that walk you from your office to your home that have guns. The general public doesn't have that. But you seem to think it's a privilege only for the wealthy and the privileged. Well, it's a right of every American citizen to own a gun and protect their families. Period.
1: Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly.
0: I mean, and now more than ever, now that they're saying they're coming for us.
1: And now that they're saying uh, that the police should be defunded, and now that in New York, when they arrest someone, they let them immediately out. They don't hold anybody. They don't arrest them a second time. So the criminals know that there's nothing to stop them now. So we kind of are on our own.
0: Yeah, I had dinner last night with a beautiful Catholic family up in Nashville who have three little children. And he said to me, he goes, we don't own a gun, but, like, should we – be concerned. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, I, I won't own a gun because I don't have anybody to protect but myself. And I, I'm, I'm just not going to do it. I'm happy to be shot and killed. Uh, but if I had kids, I would own a gun. You know, you, you have a responsibility as the father and the husband of protecting your family. Um, and if that means, you ha- to, you know, you you get trained in it, you, you lock it up safely, and uh, nobody can get access to it but you and your wife. But, I mean... In these days we live in, I would say it's it's it would be prudent to have a weapon in the home in case mm-hmm. things go south. Um, does that mean you stop asking for God's protection? Absolutely not. we We pray for the protection of God every day. You know, but that doesn't mean even in the Old Testament, they had weapons when they went off into battle. Uh, They didn't just, you know, occasionally Mm -hmm. they did the Jericho march, but sometimes they actually use weapons. You know, David picked up stones and flung Mm -hmm. them at the Philistine, but you know, uh, they didn't have guns back then, so they had to make use. When they
1: entered, when they entered the promised land, God uh, supported them in the battles that they took, that they had to, you know, to overcome those people, and He said, "I will help you. You're going to fight them, and you're going to win." So yeah, and you know,
0: I'm not promoting violence. I'm not promoting, uh, going after people, but if somebody's trying to break in your home in the middle of the night and and you have nothing but the lock on your door, that's going to be a very uncomfortable and miserable and terrifying moment when you have to gather three kids into a bedroom and you have nothing to defend yourself. I wouldn't want to be put in that situation, but, uh, here's where we are. So, um, The prayers are more—so People, a lot of people think, like, we've won, the victory's over. Oh, please don't think like that. Like, it's more than ever important that we are praying more now than we were a week ago because now uh, comes the retaliation from the enemy. And so we need now to pray. The biggest thing we should be praying for is that people's hearts and minds would be open to the truth. If everybody suddenly understands the truth of what God desires for the gift of life, then this problem would go away. So, I mean, that's that would be the greatest thing we could pray for. Everybody come into the fullness of the knowledge of the truth of God. And this is a God of life. You know, he came, Jesus came, he says, I came that you may have life and have it to the full. It's, it's so clear. Now, a lot of people say, well, I don't believe in the scriptures. Well, that's fine, hmm. it doesn't mean it isn't true. And how can you say your life is valuable, but somebody else's isn't? It doesn't make. There's no reasoning there. There's no logic.
1: And I'm I'm thinking. I've been thinking about this a lot since uh, this this decision came down on Friday. And I'm thinking that some of the people that are so angry and out there and and um, you know can't see the truth. I'm thinking that they they might have wounds. That are very deep, that have never been healed, and so I think we really need to be praying for the people who are so wounded that they can't see what's true. Uh, I I really feel that uh, that's a necessary thing right now uh, oh, for whatever,
0: 100%. 100%. yeah, for
1: whatever happened to them. I mean, there's so many <clears throat> homes that are uh, broken families. I came from one myself, but in those days it was very rare, and all the problems that that brings. So, uh, you know, I'm sure there's many wounded people out there and I feel a burden to pray for them.
0: Yes. Hurt people hurt people. Mm -hmm. That's what happens. Uh, Yeah. And I would imagine a lot of these people who are so um, fired up about the issue have themselves had abortions. And so there is a need to justify it because they've done it. Yeah. For many of them, you know, they how can they suddenly, they'd have to have a complete healing to turn around. And I know some people that have, you know, this, the woman who runs the pro-life movement for Nashville, she had an abortion. She's very outspoken about it. And it wasn't until that was healed that she saw the beauty in life. And now she, she works, she spends her whole time promoting life and uh, protecting the baby. So it's out there. Um, yeah. The mission is before us. It's a big one and and above all we have to treat people when we encounter them one on one with dignity even you know if they're yelling at you you don't have to stay there and take it you can walk away but if and that's the thing a lot of people don't want to discuss it so you're not going to have a discussion with a lot of people because they're too emotional about it and yeah. they're just they're just interested in in spewing what they want to say and then that's the end of the discussion so don't try to have discussions with people who aren't open to discussing you know, it's better to just pray for those people. But if you do encounter somebody who wants to actually talk about the issues, well then pray for the Holy Spirit to come into the conversation. That never goes wrong. Mm-hmm. Well, that's about it for today. Mm-hmm. Jammed a lot in there.
1: It's a good discussion that needed to be said.
0: Yep. Okay. Yep. Well, thanks for being on. You're uh, welcome. We'll be, I'll be back on with you tomorrow. Uh, not with you, but with the audience. <laughs> and... Uh, I have no idea what will be discussed tomorrow, but I'm sure it will be equally interesting. Uh, May the blessing of Almighty God come down upon you and remain with with you forever, and I bless you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. This is Father Dan signing out.